we end the week with yet another headline about violence in Toronto schools. And it's not just happening in Toronto schools, but uh, in this one in particular, reports that a gun was seen. And it uh, just falls in line with the string of incidents of this escalation of violence in our schools. Uh, recently, the Toronto police actually showed data of what's going on. 622 young people between 12 and 29 were victims of stabbings. 586 accused of stabbings between January 21st and November 22nd. Uh, you know, despite the escalation, uh, school boards have made clear they're not going to bring officers back to the schools, but the unions now say, look, the solution is to provide funding for anti-violence and mental health training so that teachers, maybe principals and vice principals, can deal with it themselves or maybe bring in more support staff. Karen Littlewood, president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation, joining us now on this. Thanks so much, Karen, for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Alex. It's such an important topic to be discussing. Well, I mean, the fact that it's gotten to this point and nothing has happened uh, beforehand, I think, um, is troubling. But here we are at this point trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube, and it's gotten to the point where teachers then have to do the job. Um, in the in the article I read, it says that members want this. Is this widely accepted that teachers want to get involved? I'd have to think that some are, are not wanting to get involved because if things go wrong, they're going to be blamed. Yeah, I, I think we have to look further um, to what we can do in order to prevent this so things aren't happening. People get into working in education because they want to work with the students and they and they value what they can provide for the students. But what's happening now sadly isn't new. It happened before the pandemic. It was a major issue for us in OSSTF from our workers who work in, in junior kindergarten all the way uh, into our university sector too. It is really a scary thought that when you go to school, you want to be safe and that's the students and the staff that are in the building. But we need to have the supports in place. And yeah, we need to know how to, how to respond when it happens, but can we have the supports in place beforehand? The social workers, the child and youth workers, even the custodians need to be trained. They're the first people in the building in the morning, the last people there at night. The schools really just aren't safe right now. Well, they're not. Um, and the bottom line is, you're right. You would want to, put, you know, before the hand, beforehand, letting it get out of hand, you'd want to act and do something. But that hasn't happened, which brings us, you know, to this point. Um, right. You know, we've gotten away from detentions. We've gotten away from expulsion and 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 then suspensions for students, whether that's enabled them or, or, or given them a feeling that they can't be punished. I don't know uh, what, what the, I mean, I think it's probably a, a variety of, of issues that have come to play, including lockdowns and the pandemics. But um, what, what would happen then? Um, and what would the training look like for, for the teachers? Yeah. So you need training like, are we talking for the whole sector. Like, yeah. Yep. You have to start with the administrators, the principals and vice principals. Uh, we'd have to make sure that there is training for everybody in the building, not just the teachers too. We're happy to work together with the government to try and say what supports can be in place. We have to have the data. Um, unfortunately, many violent incidents are not reported. The underreporting is a big issue as well. And even when people report, there's not always something done to follow up either. So, you know, the government has a blitz going on right now that will be starting about workplace violence, the Ministry of Labour. They're going to be doing some uh, increased inspections across the whole province. But what are they going to do with the data? When we have that information, are they going to put the supports in place to make sure that we are providing supports for the students so that we're not having this happen? Can we work together with community groups in order to provide more programs? 
those things take funding. The government needs to take the lead on this. They're the ones who can provide the funding. Right. But if we have to gather data and then argue about funding, which everyone always argues about funding, uh, this isn't going to happen this year. I'm hearing that this is going to take time and uh, the situation is not safe now. Right, exactly. So we're working with our members to say when it's an unsafe situation, you do have rights as a worker in Ontario under the Occupational Health and Safety Act. The Liberal government had promised that there would be an education regulation of the Occupational Health and Safety Act because we're different than a construction site. We're different than a factory. Um, We're people working with people, but we don't necessarily even have the reporting tools that we need in order to, to report what's happening. But you are so right. It's not going to happen overnight. There's things that could be done right now, and that would include encouraging people to report where things are happening following up what's being done, what measures are in place. Can we put some temporary measures in place that might lead to to permanent measures? We have to be looking at this on a global level, and we'd love to be a partner with the government to to work at this and to look at what can be done. I think the uh, automatic response, I think most people listening would say, well, yeah, I mean, put some police into the schools that are, are seeing the greatest uptick in violence. But that idea has been completely shut down. I think it's a mistake. I think there should be um, you know, openness to having that, because I think in some situations it would help. Uh, are you opposed to that completely? Is this not ever going to be revisited? The that's the the boards make those types of decisions. I don't think the data is there to say that that prevented the violence. In fact, have you had members ask for that? To have the police back in the school, they want students to be respected. They want students to be treated with respect. They want students to be safe. So I don't think having police in the school necessarily solves the problem. Um, When we had police in schools, there was still violence happening. Different boards approach things differently, but I think we need to be looking at this at a, a much larger global level. I mean, respect has to be given to the students, but it also has to be given to the teachers and those in charge. And we seem to have gotten away from that, where there's no system in place that when a kid does something wrong, there's not going to be a punishment. If there's no consequence, how do you turn the respect back to the teachers and the adults where, you know, students come in and say, look, I know I can't cross this line. Yeah, again, that goes back to the administrators, the principals and vice principals to make sure that there is follow up, that there are consequences, that students are being dealt with, but then look at the deeper root of the problem. Why why is this behavior happening? What is causing the behavior? And is there something we can do to address it? Unfortunately, right now, we have a lot of um, vacancies in the school system. We are just mm-hmm. as challenged as the healthcare system to fill jobs right now, and that is a major issue. Bill 124 and restricting wages really did have an impact on us. People don't want want to work in education right now. We're having a hard time filling those jobs. So when the Minister of Education talks about, you know, we're hiring a thousand teachers and 900, this is a big province that doesn't go very far in the province. And we're not addressing the needs of the students by having the caring adults in the building. Would there not be a concern, and I have to think it would be factored in, of liability if teachers and front lines or the janitor, vice president, are going to be tasked with dealing with it? Um, if something goes wrong, that would fall on them, no? Yeah, you know, and, and you have that followed as well of, of witnessing something or if you didn't intervene, could you have done something differently? There's a lot of second guessing. And that's why I just keep saying we need to have programs in place that are meeting the needs of the students. And we don't have those schools are sharing a child and youth worker and dealing with crises and they're 
they're taken away from the daily work that they're doing with the students and there just aren't enough of them to go around to meet the needs. All right. So where do things stand now, Karen? Because I'm hearing uh, a very long time before this solution is put in place because I'm hearing the, the province is going to have to respond, uh, the, you know, data and all that. So where do things stand as far as uh, meetings with the uh, the, the province? Because the province, you know, they're going to say, look, we've put mental health supports uh, funding there. So yeah. they'll, they'll say that's covered. H- how does this ball get moving? Yeah, well, we're going to have to continue. We continue to encourage our members to report when there's violence, what they see, and then to follow up with it as well. As the union and our health and safety reps, they can follow up and say what is being done. They need to be tracking the data and looking at which areas are the ones that have the greater needs. But sadly, it's really hard to predict where one of these events is going to happen. And it, I think you said it earlier, it's not restricted to just Toronto. It's across the whole province. And you, you end up with people saying, I never thought this would happen here. And and that's the last thing that we want to have happening. We can avoid this by making sure that we have more supports in place. So happy to meet with the government to talk about what we can do in the short term, but we need long-term solutions as well. Karen, we'll uh, wait and see how this story gets written, but I appreciate you coming on uh, and sharing it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for covering the story, Alex. Again, it's such an important issue to be addressed. This is Karen Littlewood, who is president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Again, um, it's not going to be an immediate solution. It's going to go back and forth and back and forth. we got a problem now, and it needs to be dealt with. Um, It shouldn't have come to this. And I I think that does go back to, you know, teachers and adults in the school have to have the ability to enforce punishment. There has to be a respect of authority, and we've gotten away from that with some of our policies. And, yeah, it's at the administrative level, but where would that directive come from? But uh, nonetheless, I would have to think that there would be teachers out there that don't want to have to get involved and would say, get the police. It's their job to do it. But we'll we'll see how this um, conversation goes on because I I think it's just a a starting point.